Hi, I'm George Foreman. Do you have an idea for a new product or invention? People ask me all the time, George, how do I get my idea in front of companies? How do I get a patent? What do I do next? Do you have the same questions? I'll tell you like I'll tell them all. Call my friends at InventHelp. Call InventHelp today for free information. InventHelp can submit your invention to companies who are interested in receiving new ideas. To get your free inventor's information, call 1-800-352-3719. That's 1-800-352-3719. Radio Influence.com. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. The following is a prayer by Hillary Rodham Clinton supporter. Oh, dear God, I am a 43-year-old grown-ass man who on November 8, 2016, cried like a little baby because my candidate, Hillary Clinton, did not win the election. And now, Lord, myself and many, many other liberals who swing far to the left are now a basket of deplorables. We protest in the streets. We block roads. We make people late for work because our candidate, Hillary Clinton, who could care less about law and order, who could care less about police, did not win the election. And now, Lord, we know in our heart of hearts that Donald Trump is not our president because our candidate, Hillary Clinton, was best suited for the White House. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'm Vincent Hill, host of Beyond the Badge, and I approve this message. Yes, this is Beyond the Badge. Yes, it's Tuesday. Yes, it's 8 p.m. Yes, you're listening to RadioInfluence.com. Yes, we're one week away from the elections of 2016. And yeah, that prayer was kind of a joke, but at the same time, it's very serious. And again, I'm not a political guy. This is not a political show, but I just want to talk on it for a few minutes. So just so I'm clear, Donald Trump wins the election because there was that silent majority that I talked about last week that were tired of Hillary Clinton, tired of her racial divisiveness, tired of her not supporting law enforcement, tired of the Obama administration. There was this whole silent majority that went out cast their vote on November 8th, got Donald Trump elected. You know, the whole thing about democracy in the United States. So now the liberal Democrats, who lost the election by a democratic democracy-type system, you know, go out and vote, cast your vote, black votes matter, all of this stuff that we have been hearing for the last year, and now all of a sudden you have grown people grown people crying on election night. You have grown people going out, protesting in the streets, burning flags, burning flags. You want to piss me off really quick. Let me see if a U.S. flag being burned. That's going to piss me off really quick. So you have all of these liberals who stand for all of these great things but because their candidate doesn't win the election, 
they act like a bunch of punks. So, not only do you have thousands of people out marching the streets right now because Donald Trump won the election and is now the 45th president-elect, you have all of these other countries watching the United States and calling us fools. So, if I was President Obama... Or if I was even Hillary Clinton who got spanked in the election, like my dad used to spank me, just bop, 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 bop. If I was Hillary Clinton, President Obama, or anybody in that administration right now, I would be given a message to say, hey, this isn't cool. And to steal a phrase from Ric Flair, Woo! whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. In other words, whether you like it or don't like it, that's the fact. Donald Trump is the 45th president of the United States. So you marching around, burning flags, pooping on Donald Trump signs, and doing all this other crazy stuff is not going to change the fact that he's the 45th president of the United States. The only thing it's proving right now is that there's a lot of news stations getting a lot of great ratings because you guys are out acting like idiots. When President Obama won the White House, not once, but twice, there were a lot of Republicans, a lot of people on the right, shall we say, that didn't like it, that didn't agree with it. But you didn't see them out in the streets marching and protesting and pooping on President Obama's signs and burning American flags. You know, it's, it's funny to me that the Democratic Party, who, you know, claims to have everyone's best interest at heart and cares about everything and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's okay. It's cool if they go and burn the U.S. flag. It's okay because, you know, it's a freedom of speech, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's okay. No, it's not okay because it tells me that you are not patriotic if you want to burn your country's flag. Here's the bottom line. There were a ton of people who swore they were going to leave the country if Trump got elected. Now, for all of you that are out burning flags, take your ass on somewhere else then. For all of you out there protesting saying he's not our president, take your ass somewhere else. Because if you don't come to the realization that he is, then you don't really need to be here. And that's really... All I got to say about that situation, get over it. Stop crying like little, oh, I can't even say the word I want to say. Stop crying, get over it. Like it, love it, leave it. Those are your three choices. Or you can sit down, you can be quiet for four years, and do something about it next election time. But for the time being, Donald J. Trump is your president. Hashtag, he is my president. He is my commander-in-chief. He is the leader of the free world. And if you want those freedoms, you can stay in this country. Or, if you don't want those freedoms, like I said, take your ass on somewhere. But I guarantee, you'll be back. There's a reason 
people are trying to get to this country, it ain't because of the women. It ain't because of the beaches. It's because they know that this is the greatest country in the world. Like it or love it. But enough about that. This is beyond the badge. We talk police stuff. And while all of these protesters were out doing what they do, there were police officers over the last few days that were killed, that were assaulted, that were almost beaten to death. And that's what I want to focus on. What happened, why it's happening, and what we need to do about it. So on November 8th, while there were a bunch of grown men crying like little girls, let me tell you what real men were out doing. They were out protecting, defending, and dying. But did they cry? No. They went to work. They did what they were sworn to do. And they died. It happened in Solo, or excuse me, Sholo Police Department, Arizona, and pretty close to home here, Peach County Sheriff's Office, Georgia. And let me tell you what happened. Officer Darren Reed, who in the middle of the day was responding to a suspicious person's call at a motel, but was unable to locate the subject. He was called back to the location after leaving the initial call. When he arrived and other officers arrived, they located the man who then fled on foot. During a foot pursuit, the man produced a handgun, firing and striking Officer Reed. He was transported to a local hospital where he later died. Now, he served his country in the U.S. Air Force. He was a veteran of that. He served with the Sholo Police Department for 10 years, and he previously served Navajo County Sheriff's Office for 10 years, survived, of course, by his wife and two children. Now, here's another real man, Deputy Sheriff Daryl Smallwood. He wasn't crying. He wasn't doing any of that stuff. He was out on Election Day protecting and serving. So, two residents reported that, hey, one of their neighbors pulled a gun on them. So what did Deputy Daryl Smallwood do and his sergeant? They went to find the suspect. They find the suspect at his house, and as they exit the vehicle, guess what he does? He shoots them, and he kills Deputy Daryl Smallwood. Now, this is all happening on the same day that grown people across this country were crying because they thought their freedoms were being taken away. But remember when I said it is these men and women on the front line, police on the front line that protect those freedoms that everyone was crying about. It's the police, the men and women who right now are actually out in those crowds making sure everything stays safe. And they're outnumbered. In droves, they're outnumbered. But they're out doing what they're supposed to do. They're not out crying. They're not out saying prayers because their candidate didn't win the election. They're doing their job. 
So on the Thursday after the election, let's go over to Pennsylvania, Cannonsburg Bureau Police Department, where Officer Scott Leslie Basham was shot and killed when responding to a domestic disturbance call. Guess what? He was an Air Force veteran. Guess what? Survived by his wife and two children. Guess what? He didn't wake up that morning crying because his candidate did not win the election. Guess what? He not only served his community, he served his country. He gave all of those people out protesting right now the right to do so by serving his country, just like the other officer I just mentioned. Not crybabies, real men going out and doing what they were sworn to do. Oh, but I I, I got one more for you. I got one more. So let's take it over to California while protests are going on across this country. This just happened this past Sunday. Deputy Sheriff Dennis Wallace, I hope I'm saying this department name right, Stanislaus County Sheriff's Department out in California. He was shot and killed Fox Grove Park while investigating a suspicious vehicle. He requested a backup officer after dispatchers alerted him that the vehicle was stolen. When the second deputy arrived, guess what? He discovered Deputy Wallace suffering from, you ready for this? Two gunshot wounds to the head. It was determined that the gunshots happened at point-blank range, and he didn't even have a chance to draw his weapon. So that means that the suspect, who was this wanted criminal who had a long history, you know, felon in possession of a weapon, you know, the stuff no one focused on for the last eight years. This suspect walked up to this officer and shot him twice in the head at point blank range. But did Deputy Dennis Wallace get up that Sunday and was he crying that his candidate didn't win the election? Did he go out in the street and protest and burn the American flag? Did he go out and defecate on the Donald Trump sign? No. He went out and he protected and served the people of that community. Regardless of their political beliefs, regardless of who they voted for, regardless of what they believe was going to happen once Donald Trump got in the White House, he and the other officers that I mentioned went out and did what they were supposed to do. They went out and acted like real men, not 40 and 50 year old men crying like little babies. They went out and they did their jobs. They did what they were supposed to do at all times, like police do. And hey, here's food for thought. And I'm no terrorist expert by any means. But if I was ISIS and I wanted to do a lot of damage to a lot of people, I would say, huh, there's a lot of people protesting right now in the streets about their 45th president. Huh. I think I'm going to activate a few cells and go to these cities. And while there's thousands of silly Americans walking around and standing in one spot, I'm just going to blow them the hell up. 
or I'm just going to shoot a bunch of them. Again, I'm no terrorist expert, but if I was ISIS, these are the things I'd probably be saying to myself. And if I had any sense to myself, kind of like I do because I'm not out there protesting, but she wasn't my candidate anyway and I was never with her, but if I had any sense, I would be the person not out in that large crowd considering the climate that we live in in 2016. All right, I want to switch things up just a little bit because I'm always talking so serious and very rarely do I joke and kid with you guys. And I've been told I'm kind of a funny guy. So I want to talk about some stupid criminals and then I want to compare what they did to a few things that either happened to me or was pretty close to what I'm talking about. So the first happened in Pasco, Washington, and this one's kind of funny. Uh, Pursuit ends after suspect is run over by the car he stole. And a pursuit came to an end when the suspect was run over by the vehicle he stole. Pasco police tried to pull over Brandon E. Arita in an area where a crash had been reported, but he refused to stop. The front left tire of the vehicle uh, that he was driving fell off during the pursuit, causing the car to slow down. Arita jumped out of the car and tried to flee on foot, but his sleeve got caught on the car's door and he tumbled towards the front of the car. He fell to the street. He was drugged about a car's length and the police arrested him while he was under the car. And this is quite a funny video. It's captured on dash cam. I know it's kind of cynical to say it's funny to see a guy get ran over, but if you get a chance to look at it, just say dash cam shows suspect accidentally running over himself and you'll find it. It's, it's kind of funny to me, but, uh, it reminded me kind of a pursuit I got into one night out in East Nashville and it was probably one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. And at first the speeds are like 55, 60. There's two guys in the car. I can tell there's two guys. The passenger decides he wants to jump out of the car doing about 50. And I see him roll like a bowling ball. And, you know, in a pursuit, you always stay focused on the car. You always stay focused on the car because whatever happened, it's in the car, right? So I see the passenger get up and he's limping. And I mean, limping away. I'm like, he's probably not going to get too far anyway. So the car pulls into this apartment complex. And I'm thinking, okay, at any second, this guy's going to bail out. You know, for people that don't know, that means jump out of the car and run. So he just goes around the circle of the cul-de-sac in the apartment building for like five minutes. And you know, I still have to call the pursuit. So I'm keying up. Oh, speed's two miles an hour. We're just going in circles. He's going to bail at any time. He's going to bail. So finally the, come, the car comes to a stop. I'm like, all right, here it is. Foot chase. It's on and popping, right? So the guy gets out and Anyone out there that may fit this category, please don't take offense to it. The guy gets out, and I swear he's like 500 pounds. He looks at me, I look at him, and I think, okay, surely this guy is not going to run. There's no way in the world this guy at 500 pounds, me at a lean 202, he's not going to run for me. He looks at me, he turns around, and he starts running. And for 10 or 15 seconds, I had to process 
what was really going on. Like, okay, this guy's running. I do cardio every day. He's not going to get far. Oh, okay, I should be chasing him. But by the time I took like one or two steps, remember, this is only like 10, 15 seconds. I heard this. <sighs> so, of course, I didn't have to run. I just walked up to him, put the handcuffs on, and I said, dude, like, did you really think you were going to get away? Man, I had to try. <sighs> I can't go back to jail. <sighs> I was like, well, hold on. Catch your breath because I'm going to have to tell you after you catch your breath. Guess what? You're going back to jail. And I remember like all of my backup that finally got there. Couldn't believe that this guy tried to run from me. I was like, oh, no, no. He tried to run. But he didn't get that far. But I'll tell you how cool I am, right? So he wanted to call his, his fiance or his wife or whoever because they had just had a baby. He was on probation. Oh, and by the way, there was a few guns in the car, some dope. So he knew he was going to jail. Remember I said, whatever happened is actually in the car. That's why you focus on the car. So I let him call his fiance or girlfriend, whoever she was, from my phone so he could tell her, baby, I'm going back to jail. I'm just that kind of guy. But to me, that was a funny, funny story of dumb criminal. Like, first your buddy jumps out of the car while it's doing 50 miles an hour. He gets up probably on two broke legs. You circle a cul-de-sac for like five minutes. And then you get out and you see this guy that's 6'1", 202. I remember my weight back then. Yeah, it's about 205 now. But 202, you're 500 pounds, and you decide, hell, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for broke. I'm going to run. To me, that was just funny. I swear I probably laughed for a good hour after I took him to jail because people didn't believe that this guy tried to run from me, and I had to go tell this story. So here, here's a funny one in Springfield, Missouri. So this, this lady... Suzanne Basham calls cops on a dealer who sold her sugar instead of crack cocaine. So she's 47. She wasn't pleased to discover the crack cocaine that she had bought was actually plain old sugar. Well, I guess it probably tasted pretty good. I don't know what crack cocaine tastes like, but I know what sugar tastes like. And I mean, putting your coffee makes it pretty good. But I remember one time getting a robbery call in East Nashville and all my buddies in East Nashville that work the streets of East Nashville know about Paul and Ray's. But for those that don't, it was a convenience store that was known to sell crack pipes and drug paraphernalia, let's just say. And uh, we always caught a lot of stolen cars coming out of Paul and Ray's, which were basically rock rentals, which means you gave your car to someone for $20 worth of crack cocaine. So anyway, I get this call. It's a robbery in progress, right? So I'm Running code three, zoom, 100 miles an hour, blue light siren. Get there and the lady comes out and she's like, I got robbed. It's like, okay, well, what happened? Well, I gave this dude, who never had a name, of course, $40. I said, so uh, I'm confused. You gave him $40. So how did you get robbed? And now keep in mind now, 
crackheads do crackheaded stuff. Let me preface that. Crackheads do crackheaded stuff, right? I'm like, well, ma'am, how did you get robbed? Did he point a gun at you and you, then you gave him $40 or, or what? Nah, he was supposed to go get me a rock and he never came back. It's like, so, so ma'am, j- just so I'm clear, he was supposed to get you a rock. Yeah, $40 worth. And he never came back. No, he never came back. So therefore, he robbed me of my money. No, ma'am. You willingly gave him your money for your $40 rock, which you are now not in possession of. So you did not get robbed. You just were a crackhead. He knew you would do crackheaded stuff. Therefore, he said, yeah, I can get you a 40 rock. Give me the money. I'll be right back. So it took me 10 minutes to explain to her that she was not the victim of a robbery that she willingly gave her money to do an illegal act. But she still wanted the report nonetheless. All right, I got I got one more and, and then I got to get out of here. But this one is not even about a dumb criminal. It's about uh, a good buddy of mine, Wallace Taylor. He was a DUI officer in Nashville. Only problem, Wallace had a very, very heavy stuttering problem and if he's listening to this he's going to kill me but to this day I still when I think about it I crack up so much that I start crying so one night Wallace is out working he pulls someone over for DUI now keep in mind he has a stuttering problem so Wallace goes on you know tells the reason for the stop the, 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 the reason I stopped you, sir, is he goes on to say why I stopped him. So the guy in the car is like, officer. So this goes on for a good 10, 15 minutes. And Wallace is asking questions. The guy's responding. But every time he responds, he stutters. So finally, Wallace says, Stop making fun of me. So the guy comes back and says, I'm not making fun of you. This is how I talk. And when Wallace told me that story down at the jail, I swear to God, I had to pick myself up off the floor because that was the funniest thing I had ever heard. And I could just imagine two guys that stutter very heavily trying to have a conversation. I think that stop went on for about an hour and a half, but it was the funniest thing I think I'd ever heard of on the job to have Wallace tell this story of this guy. I'm not making fun of you. This is how I, 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 I talk motherfucker. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Hey, and what's that saying? If you laugh, you're going to hell. Well, I don't know about you, but that that's funny to me. So I guess I'm going to hell. Hey, I, I hope tonight I made you laugh with all this craziness going on in our country right now with all these protests. We all need a good laugh. But of course, I got to come back to reality and end the show. I always do with roll call. And I want to just send my prayers out to those three names that I mentioned 
earlier in the show, Sheriff's Deputy Daryl Smallwood, Officer Darren Reed, Officer Scott Besham, and Sheriff's Deputy Dennis Wallace all gave their lives after the election, the day of the election, protecting and serving, doing what they were sworn to do. I thank them for their service. I thank them for their military service. I thank them for paying the ultimate sacrifice, protecting and serving. My prayers to them, to their families. I thank you, my loyal listeners, for listening each and every Tuesday right here on RadioInfluence.com. And I will see you next week. Good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter, at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. Hey, this is Nancy Alexander, and here's some advice when you're lingerie shopping. Instead of trying it on, just throw it on the floor. If it looks good there, then that means it's going to work. That and more on LOL with Nancy Alexander. A pink bubble in a shit world. And you can find the show at lolwithnancyalexander.com, radioinfluence.com, Stitcher, and iTunes. And if I don't put a smile on your face, your money cheerfully refunded. And by that I mean it's free and worth every penny.